daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that won't back down. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't do this. I know what this is. This is from the uh, 2006 Nickelodeon masterpiece that is Barnyard. We've just finished talking about, I'm still sour on the discussion. <laughs> yeah, I'm still seething from it <laughs> with rage. It's not an Adam We've... Sandler film. We should never have reviewed it, but we did. We did a whole episode on it and probably no one's listened to it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not here for the listener. I'm here for myself. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, so I am Luke. This is also Luke. We're the Sandler Pitter podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film or appearance or TV show. We have had how many weeks of not watching anything with Adam Sandler in? A solid four or five, I think. It's yeah. got to be something like we, that, hasn't it? We haven't even seen his face for a long time. We've had like Wrong Missy, Grandma's Boy, Barnyard, Paul Blart. He's not even appeared. We've missed him dreadfully. It's been very it's- rough. It has. We were kind of losing sight of ourselves. We had a bit of a moment of like, what have we become? We're not even catering to our own format anymore. I almost changed the name of our podcast to The Sandalous Pit. Sandalous Pit. That should be what we call it when we run out. (laughs) Sandalous Pit. So we were kind of adrift and lost our format. And we were kind of being ruled by a hat that we pull out films from none of which have Adam Sandler in them. But you've come up with an idea. What are we doing this week? To prolong this and actually make it seem like it is about Adam Sandler without us having to watch Bulletproof, Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, which we're saving for a a rainy day. (laughs) We're instead going to watch a compilation of different TV episodes that Adam Sandler appeared in. We're calling this, what, Small Screen Sandler? Small Screen Sandler, yeah. Yeah, and this is part one of that. So I think we just worked out off air that we're going to start with his early appearances in like the late 80s, which I mean, it's going to be controversial because one of them is The Cosby Show. And we are Mm. definitely not putting money to that man's name. We might even try and do it without referring to the guy himself, but we're going to watch a compilation of just Adam Sanders stuff in that. A few other things, I think there's a thing you just found called MTV's Remote Control, which is a game show, which should be a real change of pace for us. (laughs) Yeah, Um, a game show that he played the stud boy and the trivia delinquent. I don't know what this is. It's apparently MTV's first ever TV show that wasn't music videos. Crazy, isn't it? The thing I like about that is that I remember us saying when we watched Going Overboard that he seemed a bit of a Steve-O type character. He was talking to the screen. Yeah. It wasn't like he was acting, was it? Do you remember we were sort of saying it did feel very MTV presentery. It was a bit more like Ryan Seacrest or something rather than mm. a guy that's going to go on to be like a potential Oscar winner, etc. So that should be interesting. I think then we've got a bunch of sitcoms. We've got like an after school special, which is one of those weird soap opera type things that's like a morality tale for children usually about like yeah. the dangers of drugs i guess for us we had stuff like was it baker groove is that what it's called <laughs> <laughs> baker groove something baker like that Grove was good stuff. so this is like their equivalent to that i guess maybe it will have adam sandler going blind when he gets shot in the face with a paintball gun or whatever do you know was. what his his role is in the abc after school special 
I think he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Then we have the Larry Sanders show where he plays himself. No idea and what the Larry Sanders show is. Do you know? Larry Sanders, isn't that the guy like... Um, it's Gary Shandling. Oh, is it Gary Shandling? Oh, okay. He created it. It's like um, a sitcom set in a late night talk show. It's one of those that people say is one of the best TV shows of all time. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that should so be I'm, good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And then Undeclared, which came out in 2001, he plays himself again. And that's a sitcom by Judd Apatow. Yeah, I think that's what came after Freaks and Geeks. And I think it's got ah. Seth Rogen and... I think Charlie Hunnam's in it. Oh, yeah, Charlie Hunnam, Jay Bruchel. So I've been going through and trying to find, like, ways for us to watch these things. And I started that one. And I heard a clip of it where it was Seth Rogen. And basically, I think Adam Sandler was going to perform at their college campus. And he's like, guys, tonight we're going to go and see Adam Sandler live in the flesh. (laughs) <laughs> that was all I so saw this and I was is, like yep found the right one so that show sounds kind of interesting because that'll be the first thing probably with Jay Baruchel and Seth Rogen who went on to do This Is The End which is a good comedy film and then also the first thing with Seth Rogen and Adam Sandler before Funny People which mm-hmm. also Judd Apatow made so yeah that should be interesting but they've all kind of kept it in the family haven't they because as I say Freaks mm. and Geeks was before that so I think Seth Rogen's in that and that was made by Judd Apatow and that had like Jason Siegel and Linda Cardellini in it who was in Grandma's Boy yeah. obviously so they all kind of <laughs> kept close but yeah it'll be a nice a nice watch I think I've tried watching Definitely. that show before but I don't think I managed what? undeclared yeah I never watched Freaks and Geeks either um, it was, it was I quite I watched good like, one episode um, and then the final thing we're watching is The King of Queens which is obviously the sitcom with Kevin James and I want to say uh, is it Jerry Stiller's in it yeah, he is. Yeah, I think it might be. He was also in Seinfeld playing Frank Costanza, the best sitcom character of all time. So I'm quite excited to see that Adam Sandler's playing a character called Jeff the Beast Sussman. Which <laughs> I feel like that can't be too bad. I mean, there's fucking 200 episodes of it. It's not like Real think, Rob where he self-funded it and only made 12 episodes. I think we're cutting it off at the right point because the one after that would be Rules of Engagement, which will be our first one next time which right, okay. i think i've mentioned quite a few times i think i've watched maybe every episode of that show is adam sandler um, in that then rules of engagement he executive produced it so we might have to watch an episode maybe right. the pilot but okay. he's not in it but spade is right okay yeah i mean that makes sense i think that some of these will probably be quite fun but i also love the fact that we're going to just be watching the episodes that have adam sandler <laughs> in it so we could be watching <laughs> yeah. like series two episode 17 <laughs> starring adam yeah. sandler as himself like the be an ongoing plot in a sitcom like i don't know kevin james's character might have might be going through a divorce and we're like what <laughs> what's going on <laughs> yeah but then adam sandler's there we're like right so it'll be fine for like the ones in the 90s because serialized tv wasn't as big of a thing was it until a bit later into the time they always wanted yeah. it to be like something someone could just watch one episode of so that's why i wrote my dissertation on at uni oh really yeah i want us first to... for that as well didn't you yeah just about Um, I think we mentioned last week in the outro, but no one will have listened to last week's episode. We're not doing SNL because that needs a full episode on its own. He did so much with that show and that needs a lot longer to unpack. I'm I'm actually looking forward to this now. Now we've seen what we're actually going to be watching. Yeah, I think this could be quite a fun one. What is your view on like 90s TV comedies? Do you like them? I don't know. With sitcoms in general, I like some of them and I don't like others. Like, I think that Seinfeld kind of changed it all when that started. That kind of changed the way that these kind of 
comedy shows were made but i'd say for every like 10 percent of classics that you can think of like cheers and in the 80s and friends and things there's so many that were made and just no one thinks about no one talks about them like norm mcdonald had a show called the norm show like everyone had a sitcom for a while and mm. so many of them just people don't even talk about and they completely failed i know for a fact after seinfeld finished i think Jason Alexander tried doing a show and the Kramer guy tried doing a show, two sitcoms, both of them failed like after one series. So it just is so hard to get these kind of things off the ground that I think that the majority of them are quite shit. Mm. What about you? It's a real blind spot for me, to be honest. In terms of TV, now I love TV and whatever, you know, I watch loads. It's all, I, wa- I think I watch more TV than I do films, probably, maybe. Mm. For me, those sitcoms you mentioned, Cheers, Frasier, maybe not Seinfeld, but all the other ones, for me, that just is E4 repeating them in the middle of the day when you're like off school sick. Yeah. And you see them, like, <laughs> I'd flick through and be like, for fuck's sake, why is The Simpsons not on? And then leave. I, it. I used to actually love uh, if I was off sick from school, I was home alone or whatever. And then I'd turn on Channel 4 and Frasier would be on. And I'd watch this really. Did, fr- did Frasier have an opening theme by Randy Newman? <laughs> I don't know, possibly. Does it open like. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser and Niles like talking to each other like oh I, I wonder what we we're gonna do today brother and it's just a bit shit yeah uh, I've never watched a full episode of any of those for me really? it's just the only show from that sort of time that I watched and loved that was a sitcom is The Simpsons mm. my parents weren't really into that sort of stuff either I remember my aunt used to like babysit us and she'd watched quite a lot of it and I just didn't like it but um, for me it was like only Fools and Horses and those sort of shows yeah. like British ones I still don't really like shows that have a laugh track that's what puts me off of like watching Seinfeld and stuff and when I, when we were in school I think everyone our age thought Big Bang Theory and like How I Met Your Mother were really good shows like looking back I don't like them that much anymore uh, never watch them yeah I don't know there's just something about being told when to laugh that I don't like <laughs> the thing is with Seinfeld that I like is that it's a, a live studio audience I think there's a big difference between a laugh track which Big Bang Theory had and it's awful and a studio audience where they're laughing really organically at stuff. And there's one with, I think it's an episode of Seinfeld called The Puffy Shirt. Jerry Seinfeld's wearing this ridiculous like shirt. And then at the end, there's a homeless guy walks past him wearing the same shirt. And you can hear the audience going like, oh my God, ah! Like they're like screaming, like they're, they find it so funny. And it makes the scene quite funny because yeah. of the response of this audience. They're just going absolutely crazy for this, this joke. I get what you mean, though. I don't like laughter tracks. I'm I'm very cynical from working in TV. I've worked on like two things with audiences Mm. and they always have a warm up guy that comes on and literally gets the crowd like they rile them up. up. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember one of my jobs on a studio show that I did was to like go around putting chocolate bars and like fizzy drinks under the chairs and stuff. So like giving them sugar and whatever, you know, so they're like (laughs) all energized and whatever. So it's just I think I'm so cynical. I just think of that. But you got to think as well, like, if you're watching Avengers Endgame at home, you're not going to clap when mm. Captain America grabs the hammer. But when you're in the cinema and every fucker's doing it, you start going like, oh, yeah. There's right, just something, I think the other thing, though, is the thing that we're British. So, like, being loud in mm. public makes you uncomfortable rather than makes you excited sometimes. <laughs> The big worry is the audience. I think that's what I can see myself getting annoyed at in these shows. 
I guess we'll find out soon. I think we will. And this week we're going to have our Sandler scale uh, as usual, which is a list of tropes that we notice in all his films, which is like bikini babes, Coca-Cola logo on screen, uh, a wife that is not a developed character, <laughs> yeah. uh, best friend he has nothing in common with. How do you think it's going to do for tropes this week when Adam Sandler's not the creative lead on these projects? I think that it's going to be very unlikely that we hit many of the tropes, to be totally honest, because not only is he not the lead, but he's not a creative force behind many of these. A lot of them are when he's a young up and coming actor and he's in something called Dog Police or the ABC. I can't imagine in the ABC after school special that there's going to be Bikini Babes in slow motion or Colonel Sanders appearing. So, uh, I very much doubt it, but it'd be funny if it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you can, I think this might be the only one that it'll be quite hard to watch along with us because we're going to have to dig deep to try and find these fucking shows. But yeah, if you want to watch them as well and tick them off your own Sandler scale, a list of our tropes is on our Instagram at the Sandler Pit. Yeah, you have to go oh, yeah. quite far into our feed to find it now, I think. I might add it to our highlights. You good do. idea, yeah. People are going to find it, aren't they? This one's very much like get on YouTube and just look at all these mad things. I'm I'm really excited for some of these. I think that this is what we should say, right? (laughs) Turn on your television, take those bars from the top and the bottom of the screen, the wide screen, and pop them on the side of your screen. Hell yeah. (laughs) We're going for a four-free ratio. (laughs) No need to adjust your sets. You're not watching a ghost story by uh, that A24. (laughs) You're just in the 90s. Before when TVs were square and not rectangular. Grab your PlayStation 1 and your copy of Crash Bandicoot and uh, your VHS player. And clap when the little screen next to it says a pause and laugh when the little screen next to it says laugh. (laughs) It's time to jump in a time machine and go back to when Adam Sandler wasn't a household name and he was the drug dealer on the ABC after school special. A radical dude, cowabunga. (laughs) Madabunga. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. And we are back. We've used our MTV's remote control to turn off our small screens. (laughs) What a niche reference. (laughs) And now we're here to talk about some small screen Sandler. Usually I ask you what the story is, but we've got about, what, like eight or nine different stories to discuss here. So we're going to start off with The Cosby Show, which Mm. we watched as a compilation video on YouTube that was just called Adam Sandler on The Cosby Show or something like that. I'm not going to bother putting the links to these anywhere, but basically we decided because the lead actor of that show is that guy and that guy is a wrongen we've delved into wrongens before but like we thought let's not go by in this show on itunes because Mm. you don't really want to support that if they're even available which they're probably not so yeah we watched a compilation of a very young adam sandler in his pretty much first tv role i i suppose from what we could find on imdb i think so i want to say up top because i don't really want to talk about bill cosby much anyway but um i feel so bad for all the cast of this show man i bet they they worked for years on this and they didn't do anything wrong and now that's it that's their lives as well just fucked from association with this monster yeah i don't really know too much about the whole case at all really i didn't really want to look into it to be honest no let's not one thing I'll say, it's kind of jumping ahead with all the other ones, is that it is really sad that this is so, like, as you say, marred by his 
factions and whatever because when you watch all the other ones you're like there's no black people in any of these shows and this was like mostly mm. a black cast and whatever and it quite ahead of its time with like representation and stuff and yeah and in that case like that it's, it's just such a shame that the legacy of it is going to be ruined by what that guy did it's a shame Le- um anyway well yeah let's get into it what did you think of this um a fucking insane like so it's impossible to watch this compilation without the context so every <laughs> si- about eight different scenes they're all set in a locker room except for the ones <laughs> at the end and it's all like yo how what base did you get to with tina last night over and over again and it's all about like the same kind of thing it's all about a girl adam sandler says something gross it's shit they're always like whoa that was some cool moves out there on the basketball court dude yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just so shit. So of its time, isn't it? So 80s, 90s. There was one point, I think it was between the second and third scene. Obviously, it must have been either a different time or a different episode. I think I blinked and missed like the transition that it had gone to a new scene. And Adam Sandler said the exact same line as what he had said in the previous <laughs> scene, which was, how did that date go last night with June? <laughs> or whatever her name was. <laughs> it was like the exact same line. That's, that's, I'm guessing, what his character was. Just one like lame guy that the one of the characters is friends with who appears just in his scenes. How nice was it, though, to see Adam Sandler be the butt of a joke about, like, being, like, the small, insignificant yeah. one out of the group? They were all like, oh, is that how you white guys see us? Or something like that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. It's like he's it's just up- spent his whole career getting revenge for that one joke that they made about Because <laughs> in all the other ones, that especially these ones, I think, that we watch, he's always cool and kind of the dangerous bad boy. And, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I guess, good for the fact that it's um, not like that. But this is shit. And you can tell it's that issues based 80s comedy where every episode would have an issues because most of them are about these girls and then suddenly there's like what you don't want to visit your friend with cancer yeah (laughs) and it's like what the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so much i hate it I remember when we were at uni learning about like TV that it had to, you know, stuff on BBC had to fit those criteria of like educate, entertain and inform. Mm. This definitely feels like that, doesn't it? It's like, let's chuck in some real world issues. These kids yeah. are going to learn a lesson. The, these sort of shows don't appeal to me. I would never watch them like now. No. But when I was growing up, I watched a lot of like Disney Channel and stuff. I would blame it on my sister, but I was definitely into that. So Raven. And um, <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a similar thing. It's very American, very obvious the jokes are like signposted from miles away at the same time i feel like if i was a kid watching this at the time i would probably have been like yeah this is pretty good yeah me too but this has no yeah no revisibility well i'm being unfair because i haven't seen any of the episodes in i don't know the we haven't seen a full episode yeah we just see locker room scenes and the only time they leave the locker room is over this ongoing plot about a prom. Do you know what the mad thing is? That bit about the prom, that storyline, when it got to the end, I was like, oh, fuck, why are they not showing us what happened yeah, next? <laughs> I, I wrote exactly that. I went, oh, my God, we're not, we're not going to find out what happened. Yeah, um, I was a bit gutted about that. But at the same time, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch any more of it. No, it's him and all his mates. They hire a limo and then their limo's got a TV and some nuts. And then some of the guys got a, a limo with a VCR and a widescreen TV and fruit. And they're all like, like, oh no so they go and hire a chopper but they don't realize it's expensive so one of them wants to learn how to fly a chopper and then sandler buys some caviar but it's like a tiny jar of caviar and he's like yeah well, we'll get he's like well we'll use tiny forks 
Um, I'm not going to lie, like, as stupid as it is, that one bit when the guy said that he was going to have helicopter lessons, I was a bit, I That's found that slightly one. funny. Yeah, I um, um, so like that Adam Sandler's uh, prom outfit in this is a tuxedo top half and blue jeans bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> bold look. You'll see in the start of some Sandler things in this, though. There's yeah, a bit of a definitely. hint that he's good at sports as well. You don't really see him actually do any sports so you don't know for sure but like yeah. he's a sporty little guy uh, tiny that, shorts that was the best line of something it was like because they're all playing basketball and he's good at basketball as he always is but there's one guy who's like bad at it and then the guy his line delivery is so funny it was like I don't want to be a basketball player I want to be an engineer I want to build bridges <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. The way he delivered the line was so earnest and weird. And it's just so dated, man. I can't get any enjoyment from it beyond yeah. laughing at it, really. I think in the context of things, though, like it was easy for us to really say that about, say, going overboard, same kind of time mm. and whatever. This, like, you can tell it's well made for its time and whatever. And at least it has that going for it. But at the same time, as a viewer now, there's not really anything going for it other than like out of interest. That's what we've got, I suppose. Yeah, that's so- it. Yeah, I want to say I barely remember it and I watched it five hours ago. I'm only basing everything on my notes. I watched Um, this ages ago. I've watched eight (laughs) hours of the Beatles recording an album since then. (laughs) So, uh, Luke, are you going to dunk this into the castle or are you going to uh, accidentally get the wrong limo to the prom right into the pit? The second one. I'm going to get helicopter lessons with the Cosby show in there and sadly I'm going to crash the helicopter straight into the pit. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely pit for me to... um, no level of enjoyment particularly yeah. beyond it being ironic the it's 12 minutes of horribly. this that we watched in the pit yeah. yeah i think that's fair there's not really much to really say about it is there but all the scenes no. are just adam sandler wearing little shorts in the background of scenes really <laughs> <laughs> he does wear some very little shorts in this first appearance Cool. Moving on then, our next thing we watched was Remote Control, which is an MTV game show. We got the worst <laughs> screening of it ever. I, yeah. You can't hear it. Like, I can't see anything that's happening. I think afterwards I was kind of like I felt like I was going blind and deaf. I didn't mm. realise that that noise was going through the video. I thought it was in my own brain. Yeah, there um, was like a ringing through the whole thing, wasn't there? <laughs> I think I had my TV on 46 volume. <laughs> What is there to say about MTV's remote control? Well, so there's a, basically it's a game show. There's a host. I want to say up top, I'm not going to be too harsh on him. His jokes are really lame, but he died really young. And I was like, oh, oh right. So I was, because I was criticizing him quite a lot. And then well, I Googled him. The thing is, he's only, he's only saying what's been written for him, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. My first note says where... he's talking about fetal pigs. There's a bit where like, he's trying to make a joke from one of them being a an astrophysicist or something but that's not even his job and then he's like oh never mind the joke doesn't work (laughs) it's very rough isn't it rough around the edges very one of my Um, first notes says wasn't mtv supposed to be anarchic this is like tipping point (laughs) oh my god isn't it just there's three contestants there's peter uh, who's in the teal chair he looks exactly like mark chapman the guy who killed john (laughs) oh my god uh, there's Kristen in the pink chair. She's got Molly Ringwald's hair. Mm-hmm. And yep. then there's Richard in the blue chair, who was my favourite. He had a mullet and a Hawaiian shirt. And basically, after had they have a remote control, they can choose out of the astonishing amount of nine channels, yeah, and they have to crazy. answer TV questions. It sucks. 
<laughs> Do you know what the mad so thing bad. is? This is again, this is another show where at the time I would have definitely liked this. This has a mm. lot of the sort of things about it I like. I love a quiz show, to be fair. I, I could watch The Chase any day. We've got a lot of very good ones over here as well, to be fair. So it's easy to, to say that. But um, yeah, this is a, a really odd show because it has about three people hosting it and also a guy that comes out and does jokes who's Adam Sandler. Yeah. Did you uh, realise who the main guy was that was doing the yes. thing? How nuts is that? Colin it's fucking Quinn. Dickie Bailey out of Grown Ups. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. As soon as he came on screen, this is one of the first times I've ever recognised someone from... I was like, fuck, that's the bully from Grown Ups. Yeah, <laughs> he's really young. <laughs> really young uh, there's a, a woman who I don't know who she is but they spend the whole show like doing adverts in the show for mm. like things they can win like guitars and baseball jackets and fucking ha- I hate the 80s man this is what I mean though <laughs> this sucks. is again this is more of the origins of our of our Sandler scale basically we had mm. Cosby show being good at sports then we've got this one it's product placement and logos on screen like to the max so many yeah this is um, this is like you know when they have an origin story film and you see like Indiana Jones falls into a lion pit and grabs a whip (laughs) this is like the adam sandler version of that it's his origins adam sandler's in this he's his character i didn't hear what he is but he's like a hard man who wears like a leather jacket has a tattoo of a butterfly on his neck and a bandana (laughs) and a backwards cap with a bandana yeah (laughs) yeah he's so shit Yeah, I didn't hear anything that he was saying, but no one was laughing. And I think someone's like, can we get rid of him or something like that? Yeah, they do a joke where he's like, I I just went to the the Big Apple. I had a tour guide. He didn't know how to fly when I threw him off the Empire State Building. (laughs) That is the shittest joke. Yeah. (laughs) And no one in the audience laughed. And he looks into the camera and does cross eyes, doesn't he? (laughs) It did make me laugh, though, at the same time, just seeing him come out and being like that. And then he comes back and he threatens one of the contestants. And he's like, I ought to smash that guy's face in. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, the other day, this guy got with my girl. So I uh, took a cue and I uh, jingled his dingleberries. (laughs) Fucking what are you talking about, you knobhead? And he he says to the host, you think I care what you think? (laughs) It's so weird. Why is he in Goodfellas in this film? (laughs) I don't know. It's so weird. But yeah, the the game show kind of goes on that I didn't really know what was going on i couldn't hear anything but i really 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 took a dislike to this guy peter uh the mark chapman looking guy is he the one he that just... they say is a bit like john wayne gacy or was that the, the chubbier guy that you <laughs> yeah that's the guy the, the guy with the yellow top and every time he got a question right which wasn't very often he'd go yeah <laughs> and he'd put his arm above and he'd go yeah doing that kind of breakfast club fucking punch in the air and I fucking hated him. And then Richard leaves, the, the mullet guy, and he gets sucked into the wall as everyone yeah. cheers. It's like an A24 film. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street, isn't it? He's getting like sucked into the, these nightmares or yeah. something. And then they do the lightning round. And good God, Peter does fucking shit. Uh, he doesn't get any of them right. The Molly Ringwald woman does really well. And then Peter loses. And then he sticks his tongue out at Kristen, hits her with a cushion and gets sucked into the wall. And I was like, I wrote fucking good. I hated him. Little nerd. <laughs> but you said he was your favourite a minute ago. I didn't. I said Richard was my favourite. Oh, the one with the mullet. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> I hated the nerd. Oh, they're such villains, I really aren't they? didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. But um, it's funny because these are teenagers, aren't they? But in the 90s, they're all saying things like, far out. <laughs> so far like, out, radical dude. Count Bunga, man. <laughs> and they're like really excited because the prizes are like moon boots and a printer. Yeah. <laughs> 
the final round with Kristen is very weird. She's like laying on a bed. The yeah. host is kind of leaning over it made her. made me like, so uncomfortable. The yeah. last bit. Right. Read her, name all the artists. And she's rattling them off. She's really good that mm. she doesn't win the car. It's and a shit car I, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's a really shit car. But I wrote like, I was really rooting for her. She's definitely in her 50s or dead. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Fuck me. And then she didn't win the car. And Colin Quinn and the host are just on her like raptors. It's yeah. Gross. Should we do a reunion episode of this show? We'll try and find where are they now? The three contestants on this one 20 minute episode that we're I never on the podcast for no reason. Peter, if you're listening to this, I'm sure he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> he fits our listener. I hate you. <laughs> you imagine all the times Peter's told everyone about the time he met Adam Sandler before he was famous, though, and he threatened to smash his face in or whatever it was that Adam Sandler said. That's definitely his line at the office party. <laughs> He's worked in middle management for 30 years. Bastard. It was pretty sinister, though, when the bed went into the wall, wasn't it? All the audience were, like, chanting, like, loser, kill him, kill kill him. Oh, no, they weren't. They were chanting, I don't know what the original song is, and this is fucking terrible, but it's in the advert for Gala Bingo, where they're like, Gala, 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 into the wall. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Horrible. Have you got anything else to say? (laughs) No, that is all of my notes covered. Right. uh, MTV's remote control. Are you going to click this into the castle or click it into the pit? This is a shame because I think if they rebooted this, I mean, there's hundreds of TV shows on, like Comedy Central has loads of panel shows that are basically this over here. So now we don't need another one, even if it did have Adam Sandler coming out like a leather jacket wearing mobster (laughs) for some reason. I would probably go pit with this as well, unfortunately, but mainly just because it's so specific of that age of MTV just starting out and whatever. Yeah, I think it's got to be pit. Uh, same here I did not like this uh, I couldn't hear what was going on and yeah. I was getting annoyed it was so dated and Adam Sandler this is the least funny he's ever been except for going overboard for me uh, this is an extension of going overboard though isn't it it is it's that really bad stand up from that era but fair enough it's a bit of a time capsule like I don't think anyone expected it to be shown or anyone to talk about it 30-something years later. This is not the first... I think our next one we're going on to is pretty similar to this, in that this show had like six episodes or something. It didn't It didn't yeah. run for ages. These shows finding their feet, not knowing that they've got the gem of Adam Sandler in their company. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice uh, segue into our next one. TV show called Marshall Chronicles from the late 80s like maybe 1990 about a lad called Marshall who lives in New York and he's a student at school. And he goes through loads of chronicles, doesn't he? And he goes through a fuckload of chronicles. What did you think of Marshall Chronicles? This is my least favourite one out of all the <laughs> Yeah, <shows>. same. <laughs> this one made me feel how he feels at the end of the show, <laughs> which is very sick. <laughs> I don't know, like, again, I can't really remember this one. I remember it had a Randy Newman theme song, which... Always, Hell yeah. <laughs> and good. there he is on the tube <laughs> to his school. Do, 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 do. Here he goes. He's on the tube to his school. And Willie passes the SATs. I have no idea. <laughs> and then before the show starts, the last line is, he's going to do his thats today. <laughs> Yeah, so it's very much like there's probably about a hundred thousand of these sort of shows. Well, like Saved by the Bell, it reminded me of that kind of thing. But 
I think this is very similar to Malcolm in the Middle as well, but Malcolm in the Middle did it about 90,000 times better. Nerdy, weird kid is the lead character who speaks to the camera and gets up to stuff at school. Without a laugh track, though. Yeah, exactly. The bloody the laugh, laugh track tracks. Awful. Yeah. I, I think we didn't say it, but the Cosby Show one was particularly bad. Every time that so bad. Smitty spoke, there was a laugh track. Yeah, so he's a young 30-year-old student. Um, <laughs> All of the kids in this have deeper voices so... than I do. There's one girl. <laughs> There's a... One girl comes in. She's like, "Marshall, where's your textbooks?" <laughs> There's one guy who's the school bully. He's got a leather jacket and a full mustache, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, what? how you going, on, kids?" <laughs> yeah, he has to leave early because he's got to go and look after his kids. I think. Um, This one was a tough watch The dad in it Particularly bad Has kind of like A Homer Simpson voice I looked at the actors Afterwards There's only a 10 year age gap Between Marshall And his dad No way (laughs) I don't know if that was Going to be a storyline If the second series Got picked up That his dad was 10 When he had him But mad I think a lot of very unlikable actors and whatever in this one, mm. including Adam Sandler, who's again the cool boy bully in like detention. Yeah. He only has about two lines, doesn't he? I felt a bit shortchanged yeah. for Sandler in this because he could have probably been good, but my only lines as well. Sandler's very often standoffish. Yeah. I, I find with this as well, like we're we're British and we don't know what the SATs are. And they keep going that, oh, I got a 570 and a 550. Oh no, that's bad. I want a 670. Mm. And Adam Sandler's like, ah, I got a 330. But I want to go to college the first person in my family to go to college but i need more than a 330 and i'm like what is going on yeah because to a british person that just sounds like fucking bus numbers (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what they were going on about it yeah i did feel very lost because of that is this one exam does that dictate which college they go to because that sounds a little bit like in china they have the uh, the gao cow which is literally one test they have to do when they're like 16 and that determines if they get into university or not it's just one exam i tried yeah. sitting in the english part fuck me <laughs> it's all about english. my own was it hard? my own language i didn't know what they were talking about it was like what's the past present participle in this sentence i was like fuck me i don't know <laughs> oh god i don't know i just felt dread when i watched this whole show to be honest it just felt very bland unfunny i hated mm. the parts where he spoke to the camera they yeah, were, i think too. they were the worst bits for me i didn't root for that lead at all no, he sucks. And Frankie Muniz like did it perfectly with Malcolm. Like that's a character you kind of he's an arsehole, but you like him and you like the family. This I didn't like anyone. I hated them. Yeah, definitely. I think the big difference with that as well is that Malcolm was actually a kid. So when he was doing yeah. like, shitty things, at least you were like, oh, it's just a kid. He doesn't know better. Whereas this 30-year-old man, like <laughs> going into school and like, he had a cold, but it made him deaf, which I didn't really understand. I don't know what was going on. Like he's shitting and sicking. And it, like that guy looks like he's dying of some awful plague. He dies at the, well, he doesn't, he collapses on the floor at the end. Like you'd think they'd give him a fucking reset again. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The final message of the show was like, oh, uh, don't worry about this. You should just buy land. And then it ends. Yeah. It's kind of like, don't worry. If you're rich, you're fine. Even if you fail. Yeah. What, it what? doesn't make sense. So the video we watched of this, I know we spoke about the bad quality in the last one. <laughs> this one, this 22 minute show was actually stretched out to what, about 28 minutes because it had four ad breaks in it. One just before Loved the credits, <laughs> which will never make sense to me. Right. So I said this to my wife because she was watching it with me for some inexplicable mm. reason. When it got to the end, I was like, if you worked really hard on this show and they put an ad break before the credits, no 
one is staying to see your name. Everyone's <laughs> going to make a tea at that point or whatever. They shove in adverts everywhere. There's one right after the opening credits too. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going on because suddenly I'm I'm in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the problem. We're used to like modern we'll TV. Like we might have thought it was like a one division type thing where like yeah. in the advert there's all hints at the storyline. <laughs> like there's an advert for like Advil to help him cope better with his exams or something. I don't know. A better show would have that. Like I thought at first maybe the ads are a joke, like because they are very of their time, but they are obviously yeah. real ads. I like the one which was for the egg McMuffin when they're in space. I like the one where he taught his dog to say I love you and it was for getting pizzas or some shit yeah the adverts were better than the show that's for sure. way better i i enjoy i really tuned in when when that happened there was two mcdonald's adverts though in four ad breaks which is not yeah my favorite was over the top of like a randy newman like guitar piano thing or whatever the jovial theme song they're like coming up next <laughs> <laughs> sweatshops you thought they were in the past turns out they're still happening tonight at nine <laughs> we yeah you're right we shouldn't be laughing about that but it was so weirdly done wasn't it so weird but because the background theme is like sweatshops they're gonna kill you so unnecessarily dramatic wasn't it that very funny crap so uh are you gonna get the flu and flunk your sats or and put it in the pit or are you gonna uh buy land put it in the fucking i don't care castle up it i'm really excited to hear what your little (laughs) hypothetical situation is for dog police um (laughs) i am gonna say that this tv show made me feel like i had the flu Mm. Never before has a show been so, like, destined to fail, I suppose. I don't want to be mm. really mean, because, like... Oh, they're not young actors, though. They're 30, pretending to be kids. <laughs> I can see why this show just got forgotten and stuff. It doesn't yeah. feel like something that would make it to TV. Yeah, got to be in the pit, I guess. Yeah, pit for me. Absolutely shit. I do have one thing I forgot. I looked it up, this show, because I wanted to know... There was someone who I thought I recognised. It turned out it wasn't anyone. But I went on IMDb, and the main piece of trivia is that originally Jerry Seinfeld pitched Seinfeld as the Seinfeld Chronicles. And then the network were like, no, we've got the Marshall Chronicles. You've got to change its name. So they changed it to Seinfeld, and this got cancelled after six episodes. So this has had a big lasting impact somehow on comedy. <laughs> yeah, they dodged a bullet there, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> no one Seinfeld can match up. The, the prequel to Marshall Chronicles. <laughs> Oh, God. So shit. Talking of shit, uh, the next thing we watched was the uh, ABC After School special. What was the name of the episode? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, drugs are bad? It's something like that. It's not very subtle. Uh, let me double check, because it's called something like... Vinny's smoke- Needle. It's called something like Dirty Drugs Are Dirty For You. <laughs> something. It? <laughs> it's got a really bad name. No, it's not as silly as that, but some of the other ones are. Give me one second. Fuck me, these titles are so funny. Testing Dirty. That's the name of it. Right, That's not even very funny. What did you think of um, Testing Dirty? Uh, this was a slog as well, to be honest. Holy fuck, it's, this was a slog. It's sounding like the pit needs to have like some fucking extra rooms built in because I'm <laughs> not getting chucked in there this week. Um, oh, don't worry. That'll change soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it gets better from here. So yeah, this was another Adam Sandler wronging character. 
He's got his leather jacket on again. I'm beginning to think this is just his own clothes now, and he just turns up in them. You're forgetting he's not wearing a leather jacket here. He's wearing a suit jacket over the top jacket? of like he's wearing a suit jacket, like a velvet tuxedo jacket over the top of like school kid clothes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was another like black leather jacket. I guess both uh, shiny materials. Yeah. So yeah, my my notes for this. Uh oh, this is gonna be hard hitting. Such poor quality again. We are a bit pushed back behind the fact that all of these shows look like crap the way we're watching yeah. it because we've been cheapskates and just watch it on youtube i then put i probably won't recognize sandler dot 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 wow cool drug dealer he looks like shecky moskowitz <laughs> <laughs> the first time you see him he gives out drugs for free so he's the worst yeah. businessman ever for a drug dealer. A- apparently according to wikipedia he's not a drug dealer he's a drug pusher he's the guy who gets you into drugs Right, so okay. that's why he's like, oh, take a freebie because that's what gets you on drugs. So he's essentially like a leaflet guy at uni, but instead of giving uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this guy, like, so this two white men who look exactly the same as the two main characters. One of them is Spider Man from the nineties, and the other one I don't know. The Spider Man is like a, a star swimmer, perfect student. We find this out because there's a five minute long montage of him doing fucking laps in the pool, isn't there? It just goes yeah, on and on. So long. And there's a court trial because there's loads of drugs at school. So they're saying we need to do random drug tests. I think the message of it is that random drug tests are bad because you should look out for the signs that someone's on drugs, not randomly pick on students. And sometimes you can get false positives, which happens here because he takes ear medication or something. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because he's taking medication. See, I thought there was a bit mixed messaging because these are called after-school specials. So that suggests that, what, like a 14-year-old is going to watch it and be like, mm. oh God, I better cancel my future career as being a drug tester. Why do the kids <laughs> need to know that message? I don't know. This is also probably post-Reagan war on drugs and it's so shit. I hate it. It's all like criminalizing kids and having a really boring, unrealistic view of drugs. So like the person who takes drugs recreationally, they die, obviously, because everyone who does drugs dies. This never works to get kids to not do drugs. And it's fucking shit and boring. I think this is actually my least favorite because it's 45 fucking minutes. Twice the length of all the others. The thing with this is that like I read some comments on it people saying that at the time it was like heralded as being quite accurate view of like kids at the time and stuff which we'll never know because we were fetuses slash unborn we didn't exist no (laughs) yeah we weren't even being considered our parents were too busy doing crack I, yeah, my mum was uh, being flunked out of school of the star swimmer because she was just taking so much speed. <laughs> Whereas my dad was getting uh, really sick but still trying to sit exams, even though he looked like a zombie and he was 30 years old. Imagine if the Marshall Chronicles was an after school special. <laughs> don't go to school if you're sick and he died. <laughs> but yeah, I, d- I don't know. I think you kind of got to like not give them credit for it but you know their hearts in the right place trying to set a good no. message for kids but no. in a bad way it is it bad sucks <laughs> just because you've got good intentions doesn't mean you should not even bother having any writers or actors it's just mm. so shit there's a character in this who's like a lawyer and his like metaphor for how to deal with drug cases in schools is fucking insane he's like he goes like I'm a hunter if I'm seeing a herd of deer or get, he says a herd of game I'm gonna use a gun with a sight and I'm gonna pick the one to shoot that's the same with kids in schools we need to pick sight 
on the ones who've got the issues. Oh my god. It's all like the amount of things about school shootings in the modern day. And this is like, yeah, I think we need to get rid of drug targets. We need to pick our targets and focus on them with a sight. Yeah. Guns are so cool. That's a good, a good point. I didn't think of that. There's a weird bit where the main couple kiss and then they're like, better make the most of this before our parents get married because <laughs> their parents are dating. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> a teacher frisks a kid in class in front of everyone because he, he gets yeah. a note and then he tries was... to turn that into a lesson. I was a teacher. If you do that, you go into fucking prison. Yeah. <laughs> do not never touch kids. What's he do? That should be an after school special. <laughs> he makes him put both of his hands on the on the wall and everything, doesn't he? Very weird. Yeah, um, it's not right. Adam Sandler's character does just disappear as well. I mean, he's, he's the person we're here to talk about. They mention, oh yeah, we got our drugs from our friend or from this guy or whatever, but you don't ever see him again. He doesn't get any consequences. That's it. Like the, the, that character is like one dimensional villain drug pusher oh i'm gonna give you some drugs you don't explore him as a character or him as a person why is he a drug pusher no one cares about that element like why drugs are in poor area communities the only thing they give a fuck about is like oh let's make sure we don't drugs test the wrong kid Mm. fuck this special it's so shit i hated it there was loads of these. Were they all about just drugs? Or was it no, other things? Like, don't play at the train line and stuff like what we said. They're the like intro. stuff like that. And we'll get into it later properly because I've done a full game a, based a game on around it. it. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. excited. What other notes have I got? Such melodrama. Crack. There's constant piano in this. Did you notice that? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's constant piano and constant static. And it I was could have turned around and uh, Randy Newman could have been there just doing instrumentals. For <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. They are bad. You will leave school. <laughs> you go swimming. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you ever watched the old um, Twin Peaks? No, I've never actually. I need to. I need to watch it because watching this has made that show so much clearer to me. Like I knew that it was kind of like sending up and warping these old like melodrama soaps and stuff, but I'd never seen any of them. And watching this after that, it's like this is all the bad stuff that Twin Peaks is yeah. kind of like poking fun at. That piano yeah. for sure, and like the over dramatic music and the kids bullshit. just crying and thinking that everything's. Mm the end of the world when it's not and yeah oh god this and again the cosby show and then all this kind of 80s tv show if you've ever watched um have you ever watched beck bennett and carl mooney on snl snl's not it's kind of inconsistent but they're really funny they do these series of sketches which are like lame 80s comedy with like issues like oh uh, you sent me one actually i think yeah and and there's one where it's uh larry david is like playing a teenager who starts drinking beer and they're like oh (laughs) you can't do that Cousin CJ. That's like a perfect lampoon of this bullshit era. I hate the 80s. This sucked. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, can you imagine in 15, 20 years' time, someone who's our age at that point watching back fucking Dick and Dom in the bungalow and Biker Grove and stuff? Like, it's not going to have Good aged point. well, has it? But um, Dick and Dom has aged like fine wine. To be friend. fair, I follow them on TikTok <laughs> and stuff they post is fucking excellent. I do miss that show. They're uh, <laughs> Stoke on Trent songs and oh, yeah. I, <laughs> when so I took my sister, place. Yeah, I took my sister to an open day in Stoke on Trent. It was fucking horrible. And that's uh, the school theme, isn't it? When they great. do announcements over the PAs, it goes, <laughs> Stoke on Stoke on Trent! <laughs> Restore it, child! On the river, Trent! God. Rest in my notes for this. Garfield University? Is he going to study lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, this girl has the exact face of Nick Jonas. <laughs> Got that one as well. The girl looks yeah. a bit like Nick Jonas. Um, exactly like it. Not as good a singer, and she couldn't play the Kraken. He could play that <laughs> character, but she could not play the Kraken. <laughs> um, her parents are orange. Is another note that I've got. Did yeah, you notice that? Very orange man. Right, man. orange. And then my last note is the final quote, which it ends with the two main actors speaking to the camera in like a little interview bit. And they're like, mm. if you're going to do something about drugs, do it right. <laughs> Inspirational. If you're going to take drugs, make sure you're an upper class white person. Won't, yeah. won't it really affect you? <laughs> Did you notice what the abbreviation of this is as well? What? Ass. <laughs> <laughs> the next show that we're going on to, my first note is this is exactly what I needed after ass. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Quickly then, are you going to say yes to drugs and put it in the pit or say no to drugs and put it in the castle? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I just want you on record, Mr. (laughs) Terry. What are you going to say? That's like a right Christopher Nolan question. Um, (laughs) This is going into the pit, definitely. I'm saying, why the hell are we doing this to drugs? Good intentions can only get you so far. And this is, yet again, like all the other things, it's aged like, I don't know, sour heroin. Milk. <laughs> yeah, this was not a fun watch at all. Like, there's not even anything too campy about it to laugh at or whatever. And it's just, yeah. it happens and then that's it. Yeah. Not only is it patronizing view of drugs, but it's also a very uh, shit, no story, no good acting, no good writing, lame, constant bullshit, emotional, annoying drama shit soap opera crap i just can't imagine kids can you imagine kids watching this no but i think it's one of those that parents want their kids to watch or something or like a school would put it on in detention or something yeah yeah yes that kind of would make sense you'd never misbehave again if this was what you had to watch would you this Um, or tracy beaker i would be going to the dumping ground (laughs) every day (laughs) (laughs) that has great writing great characters yeah tracy beaker is a good if this was rewritten with like a comedy relief side character maybe if he was the one that died then it would fucking hit hard if you liked the person and then they died then good it was uh who's the who's the cook in that show the one who makes duke 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 died of the drug overdose no even more tracy Or if it was Justine and she got redemption just before she died. <laughs> that would be sick. I'd love that. <laughs> well, um, that's enough anyway. After school special. Did you say your verdict? I can't even remember. Oh, Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to say anything else. These are nice. These little bite-sized episodes. Like, it's very clear yeah, we're fun. talking about them. Right, okay. So this next one, I would say this is our turning point. Yes. Yes, it is, my friend. In the weirdest way. So that's Dog Police. Can you tell me all about Dog Police? Fuck me. So Dog Police is an eight-minute unaired pilot uh, for a show based on a music video, which I've also watched, from a band called Dog Police, where their lead single is Dog Police. Um, And the music video is a bit different. They're like three dog men who kind of are in like a noir setting arresting like a cat woman. Right. This is fucking amazing. This is really good. This is a a show about these uh, three dog police. One of them's like a basset hound man called Ollie. There's a a main dog called Bowser. And there's a, um, his ex-wife dog detective, Mia Paro. And they share custody of their son, Spookaluka Lee. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so much backstory in an eight minute. They're like aliens from another world who've come to earth to become detectives because they have telekinesis and they can (laughs) smell crime. This is absolutely insane. I was reading the comments and this is such a good point. 
this episode has every single pun that you could ever make about mm. dogs that are human detectives. Like, what the hell would they have had left if they had to make it feature length or whatever? Yeah, what does he say? I smell some criminals! Yeah, we've been sniffed out. Oh, this is going to be rough. <laughs> There's things like that, like, all the time. Go catch a bone. <laughs> Adam Sandler says, like, I owe you my life. I'll fake a check. And he says, you'll take a walk! Do you know, the thing is, this is so good as an eight minute thing of like something that's so bad, it's good. But if this was a feature length film, there's no doubt it would be Coneheads, basically. Oh, yeah, definitely. Unless um, it had like some really shit hot writing. If it was like the naked gun writers or something making this, like, <laughs> then it would maybe be okay. But God, it I'll... packs so much in that eight minutes. I laughed more in this eight minutes than I did in all of Coneheads and oh, any yeah. of the other things we've we've watched till this point. I was nonstop laughing. It's really funny. It'd be great so, as a sketch for a sketch show or something. Yeah, you? like an, a recurring SNL skit with this. One of the police officers is the guy from Entourage. Jeremy Piven. In, Jeremy Piven. Here bald as an egg, but somehow 20 years later, full head of hair. What happened? Yeah. My mum used to always watch, uh, what was his show? Mr. Selfridges. Was it called? Was that what it was called on ITV? Yeah, he's really hunky now, but back then, not, not so much. Not a good looking guy. And he makes a puppy love joke and whatever. The Ollie guy is playing a little Game Boy. And then Adam Sandler gets it at the end and he plays it. I, yeah, I don't know I... how to explain this, but remember we said in Grandma's Boy that it didn't look like Alan Covert had ever held a controller before? Right, let me explain this. Adam Sandler's got the Game Boy. He's holding it with his left hand at the back and he's using his right hand, but he's touching the arrows, which are on the left. Famously, you would have your left hand to operate the arrow keys <laughs> and your right hand to operate the other buttons. But he's using his right hand, leaning it all the way. He must have a pretty big hand span to reach his thumb to those arrow keys. And he's like, wow, I got to the next level. <laughs> oh, my God. It is very funny. He's he's like a thief that's friends with the dog police, but he's also trying to rob them all the time. Um, <laughs> whatever. He steals the wheels off their car. This is um, the start of him being good on TV, though, I would say, compared to the other ones, at least. Oh, yeah. He's, he says a he's few a things better, yeah. that are kind of funny, doesn't he? Yeah. He pushes a wheel and it perfectly lands on the car and Ollie gets it on in like two seconds. He's like a fucking F1 worker. Yeah, they, <laughs> they work at like 50. Doesn't he say they can run at 50 miles an hour? Yeah, they are so weird. Yeah. Weird creatures. The prospects with human are fucking legs. terrifying, aren't they? So spooky. It kind of weird. looks real. I don't know if it was like low quality, but I was like, this is kind of convincing me that these are real dog yeah. police. Yeah, I agree. I really like this, man. It yeah. was so weird. It is obviously and... bad, though. I think we need to be on record saying no. that. Like, this is obviously no. bad. You I'm not think? saying that. Why no, I... I think it's genuinely good. <laughs> I think I'm mostly saying that just because all the comments were like, this is the worst thing ever. But I did it's laugh. Not. Like, it's eight minutes and I laughed like three or four times. As a short film. As some kind of great. parody. I think if you take mm. that into account, like this isn't aiming to be the next fucking Brooklyn nine <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. it's not supposed to be cops or anything like that, is it? I'm going to say this exact cast and story idea, but not live action. If it was animated in the like late 90s would have, on Cartoon Network would have really worked. I loved the character names and the weird relationships they all had with each other. And it was all played seriously from the police perspective, but the dog police are like, they're aliens from another planet, but no one even gives a shit. Yeah. I really liked it. If, if I was making this as a TV show, 
this is what I would do, your animated idea, yeah. I would make it so that the three dog police were animated in Hanna-Barbera style, but everything else is like modern Dexter's Laboratory or something like that. Like they're from the yeah. past. Imagine how good that would be. They could be that like, what's be that? Good. What is that Basset Hound dog? The one who's um, all, he always talks like that. Is he from Looney Tunes? No, not Looney Tunes. No, he's um like you know, Droopy. Is he called Droopy? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, my name's Droopy. If they were that all works. like that, that old style of animation, that could be really funny. Yeah, I don't like, know. There, um, there's definitely something in this idea. This show. Did they around this time didn't they do that Harvey Birdman show? I've never really watched it, but it was kind of like a about a lawyer who's helping Hanna-Barbera cartoons, but it's made in the 90s, so it's kind right. of referential. That kind of updating a classic cartoon idea would be really good with this kind of energy and this weird concept um yeah. honestly not even ironically i like this a lot yeah, i thought no, it was I, weird and I definitely silly and did funny. enjoy it i definitely did enjoy it for sure but it is very weird i put <laughs> adam sandler i think he was called shecky in this as well wasn't he i don't remember <laughs> he had a weird name I've put a note saying, did this man just constantly wear a cap? <laughs> I feel like from like 89 until about 94, he just had a hat on all the time. I feel like you. He did. <laughs> Mine's the opposite. That's just later in life because I have no hair and it's fucking freezing. <laughs> Maybe that's why he had it. Maybe it's freezing on the set of Dog Police. <laughs> he was like Jeremy Piven. He just didn't have hair back then. He was bald, wasn't he? <laughs> now he's got hair. It got blown off while he was filming Going Overboard on the cruise. <laughs> Have you got anything else to say about Dog Police? No, I don't think so. Um, just it's a crying shame it didn't get made. Is I would actually love to see have seen this picked up as a full series. Um, so are you going to take a walk into the castle with this, or are you going <laughs> to uh, throw a bone into the pit? The bones are definitely coming to the castle. This one, it's got to be in there. I think there's just, oh, yeah. I just don't want it to have a fight with the animal in the pit. So <laughs> it's got to stay in the castle where it belongs. It's a curiosity, isn't it? It's a weird thing to have in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say too much about something that's only eight minutes long or whatever. But um, I just think it's a shame. I think hopefully Netflix will pick it up one day. Um, it definitely castle for me. Genuinely, when the theme song started playing, because I've never seen what the dog police look like. I've heard you talk about it. <laughs> and as soon as I saw what they looked like and that fucking really catchy theme song came yeah. in i don't remember the last time i laughed like that i laughed so loud mm -hmm. that my housemates like messaged us what's wrong with me? <laughs> it is really like, funny the song's great isn't howling. it dog police oh fuck how does it I go it's just like dog, dog police dog police <laughs> and they're like shuffling around on their feet and stuff aren't they they're in an empty room like going from side to side of the camera and shit it's yeah. really good the next show we looked at was the larry sanders show Mm -hmm. Ran from 1992 to 1998 Starring Gary Shandling As a TV host That's a bit like Conan and Jay Leno mm -hmm. And the kind of concept is that It's kind of once the cameras are off What do those kind of guys go up to Yeah what did you think of the Larry Sanders show? I, I quite liked this one. I think this, as funny as it was to say Dog Police was the turning point, this felt more like an actual turning point because this show, straight away, I was like, oh, no laugh track. It's filmed quite nicely. <laughs> People feel like they're actually humans the way that they're acting rather than, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening right now, like in the, the after school special. Yeah, this felt, I thought this felt quite good. I didn't particularly like, while I was watching it, I didn't find that I was like laughing out really loud other than the final note of it which I thought was quite mm. a good joke. Yeah, it was cool to see like Rip Torn, who I've always quite liked from Dodgeball and Men in Black. <laughs> the Adam Sandler bit, like for us, again, it's like he's only here for like 30 seconds singing a song at the opening, but 
again, it felt quite real and quite nice. And it was written by Judd Apatow. And I think you can kind of tell it's quite like realistic feeling and fly on the wall and stuff. Um, Did he write this one as well? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote this episode. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All friends, nice. aren't they? <laughs> good stuff i quite liked it i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it because i feel like it's something at the time it was probably quite like fresh and new to do it i mean i think you did you say seinfeld's about the show about him having his own tv show or something there's a a season of because seinfeld is about nothing but then there's a season of it where jerry seinfeld writes a sitcom called jerry which is about his life so it's kind of a show within a show and then his show is about nothing that he's writing and everyone's like what this won't work it's a show about nothing Oh, but then okay. the actual Seinfeld is a show about nothing. So, it, yeah. but it does have a similarity to that. Yeah. I, I like that whole idea. And I think it does work quite nicely on TV shows like 30 Rocks about that. And I know there's a few others. I have I haven't watched like a massive amount of it, but I do kind of like that when you get to see behind the scenes of a yeah. TV show. It, it felt pretty real, to be fair. And the episode had quite a good storyline about a wedding live on TV. The only studio show I've ever worked on was a, a wedding show <laughs> from getting married. Oh, really? Yeah. Who got married? Oh, Can you not tell get... me? No, it was like contestants and stuff. It was like a game show. Okay. But um, much like the Marshall Chronicles, we filmed like 10 episodes and only like four got aired because it flopped. <laughs> I was only a runner on it. I don't, not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like this show. This out of all of the ones we've watched, this is one I want to actually watch. It felt very much like Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm and the and the British office is this mm. kind of weird vibe about it. There's uh, Gary Shanlin's really good as this kind of Conan O'Brien kind of cynical uh, chat show host. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked, um, what's his name from the rest of that? Jeffrey Trambo. Oh, yeah. like, he looks like Dr. Phil, but he's playing like a, an Andy Richter type. <laughs> yeah, that's um, my first note. I thought that was Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Rip Torn is great. He's the producer of the show. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of a bit muted. This is probably not one of the better episodes, but mm. I can see that this is probably something really good. I've always heard people when he died, Gary Shanlin I think I'd only ever seen him in Iron Man Mm. 2 or whatever and he is really good and you can see why he's so respected in the comedy world with this I think I think like if you've got a role like that it would be really easy to overplay it like imagine someone like Jimmy Fallon because he's always just so over the top I liked that when he was on screen, he was a bit different, but it wasn't like massively different. Yeah. It was quite like a nice, nice performance there. It did feel very serious. And when it's like, so the video we watched of it said it was on ITV4, which for us, yeah. for me, that's like Murder, <laughs> She Wrote and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really get it. But I, I think there was an era where those kind of shows would go to weird channels. A bit like The Thick of It, was that on like BBC4 or some the show reruns there yeah it felt, um, this felt like a bbc2 show to me i could imagine it being yeah. there rather than itv4 i get what you mean i found the wedding bit very funny because jeffrey tramba's character can't read his vows so he has uh, he has larry sanders read it and he just read it like kind of mocking it at the same time i yeah. thought i knew love but i only knew like yeah it's a great <laughs> line a good... and then they say it again later as well don't they i thought that was very good and then that leads into the reveal at the end which is basically like they're all a bit unsure of why he's married this woman and why she's married him why she's married him yeah because he's like a bald old guy who looks he actually also other than looking like dr phil he also looks like jared Leto in there in the house of the gucci um (laughs) that's exactly what he looks like in house of gucci um and then it gets revealed that her dad also looks just like him yeah which I, i actually did I think other than Dog Police, that was the only time where I laughed loudly in this first like hour and a half of TV that we Yeah, watched. same. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked that. What did you think of Sandler's 
song. I, I don't really know what it was about. I think, was it about fucking a chicken? I think so, yeah. He said if an egg can fit in there, if why an egg can fit, Yeah, it's not that great, but it was it okay. It didn't stand out or be particularly memorable, but like no. one of my first notes is young Sanders singing opening this show. I've really missed this. Because <laughs> we've just seen him as like a leather jacket wearing drug dealer for like four things. And then before that, me and you hadn't watched an Adam Sandler film since Uncut Gems in which he's a leather jacket wearing bad guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, it was nice to see him just singing and being an idiot. But yeah, you're right. It's not like anything too special. It's not the whole yeah. song, is it? I had a quick look in the uh, on the uh, on the Wikipedia, and it said like all the guest stars. Fuck me, it's about like two hundred names or something that was on the show. Like so many celebrities were mm. on this. He was just one of a million people who appeared yeah. briefly. But yeah, he, good... he was funny. That's the good thing about doing a show like this, though, that you can just have anyone cameo, and it feels mm. organic, doesn't it? It's, it is really good. I guess if if it was for, from our perspective, it would have been better if it had been like an Adam Sandler character, but then he'd riffed on his own life and he'd played a, a fucked up version of himself like we see in a later one that we watched. But yeah. that would have been fun. But I think what we got was good as well. I just thought it was nice that this was like long takes and stuff as well. Like it felt like there was actually a script to it that was well written and well. Alex Trebek cameos as well. I think he passed away not too long ago. He used to host Jeopardy. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, officiating was... the wedding. That was quite good. Was yeah, good. this this is one that I enjoyed for sure. I don't know if I would like go out of my way to watch it. Like you've said, you you probably would, mm. but um, definitely was a much easier watch than our first few shows that we had to do. And this is much more yeah. up my street. Yeah, I don't really have a riff for it. So pit or castle for you. Uh, this one's going to get good ratings, but earn it a place in the Sandler Castle <laughs> along with Dog Police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def- TV room there. <laughs> definitely uh, in the castle for me as well. For same reasons that you said. Good show, and I, I really want to catch up on this. Nice. Um, my notepad at this point, it was getting a bit dark, and I didn't really put a lamp on, so I started writing things on random pages. So was the next one undeclared? The next one was undeclared. Yeah. So cool. what is the plot of undeclared? You kind of alluded to it a bit in that last one undeclared is about some college students i hope they're college students not high school students fuck <laughs> me but they do seem quite young and that doesn't oh so he's a they're a bunch of college i think freshmen how old is that 18 19 yeah but i hope so 21 but it's also suggested that they could possibly be mature students because one of their dads is also a student i think true yeah so there's a bunch of students and there's like two women and four guys i don't really have much to say about any of them except one of them seth rogan one of them's jay Bruchel, and then jay Bruchel's dad is also there there's i think a couple of storylines going on at the same time one of which i really did like and the others were fine so there's one where adam sandler is visiting their campus and he's joined by jonathan lochran and Alan Covert and they want to impress him and they all love him then Lochran then hooks up with one of the college students and becomes her possessive boyfriend for some reason Adam Sandler like leaves the party and they all hate him they're all like hating on Jay Baruchel's dad for kind of ruining the vibe or something and Jay Baruchel's dad's really lonely after a divorce there's loads going on in this one episode bloody hell it a lot in doesn't it mm. uh, what did you think of Underclad? I think this is my favourite. I loved this one. Hell yeah. I thought this was great. That whole story, the whole use of Adam Sandler coming into it is (laughs) like exactly what I would want from something like this. I'm bringing Alan Covert and Jonathan Loughran along as well. You can tell it's 
got to be i think judd apatow made the show wrote it and all that stuff and like you can tell he's let them come along because he knows them too and i think it does really pay off having jonathan Lofren have this bigger role i'm not saying he's a great actor or anything but like from everything that we've done of like knowing these people it's so funny to see them reference him being his his butler basically (laughs) we've been saying since episode one that Lofren's is like little butler man and this is that and it's about him like he plays a weird version of himself that's obsessed with food and sports and nothing else and is just yeah. his life is the assistant to Adam Sandler and then he kind of goes mad and falls in love and becomes crazy and he, it's more an episode about him than Adam Sandler I love that <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> say, when I was excellent. watching it I was like fuck this is so good yeah so it opens with them talking about how much they love Adam Sandler and even that's nice because you know Seth Rogen's gone along to work work with him and stuff you're like oh it's pretty sweet what about Charlie Hunnam? He's also in this. You didn't mention him, but I think he's... Oh my fucking God, was he the British guy? He was the one who sometimes spoke like that, but then was also sometimes American. <laughs> His voice just kept oh, changing man. constantly. That was Charlie Hunnam from uh, Legend of the Sword, King Arthur. Well, I didn't recognise him. He's very skinny in this and doesn't he's look rub- like himself. And He's rubbish. That man, like... He's the worst character. I try, like... I said, I think I've said to you before that you're really harsh with you when you criticize people and stuff. And whereas I try and hold back because like everyone's just trying to do their best usually. But like <laughs> Charlie Hunnam is the worst actor of all time. I hate that man. <laughs> he's forgotten where he's from. <laughs> where we've said that the other one has Adam Sandler being good at sports and all that stuff, product placement. This one has someone forgets where they're from and it's Charlie Hunnam, but not in the show in real life. For some reason, he can't do a British accent, even though he is British. <laughs> Yeah, it's baffling, isn't it? I always thought he was Australian. He doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, British, could, does he? You could believe that. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff in this I didn't mind. Like there was a part where someone is speaking to their boyfriend on the phone and they say, I can't remember what the opening joke was, but it's like, oh, you're a bit like this, something of Van Adam Sandler film. And his response is, no, I'm your big daddy, <laughs> which yeah, someone's sexting that... using Adam Sandler is quite funny. Is that that forgetting Sarah Marshall, How I Met Your Mother guy? It sounded exactly like him. Jason Segel, Se- yeah, it is. Yeah, he's in um, uh, he's in Freaks and Geeks as well. They've all like I think this is because Freaks and Geeks got cancelled and they wanted to do the same thing. And like years later, these guys were all a bit bigger, so they got back like most of the cast, yeah, and crew and stuff. But um, yeah, that was funny. There's was... loads to talk about in this. Bloody hell. I'm just yeah. like looking at my notes. This could be a whole me. episode, couldn't it? <laughs> I was really worried at the start because like they mentioned Adam Sandler. You hear him sing a little bit, but then you don't see him and they've been to the show already. I was like, oh God, is that going to be it? And then thank God he's like the main character for a little bit, isn't he? Yeah, he comes along and does this kind of realistic portrayal of a celebrity who feels a bit awkward around these kind of people. Yeah. Like they, one of them says how much he hated everything he made up of Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam Sandler's really sensitive. <laughs> and he's like, right, get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, he whispers it to COVID. He needs to go. <laughs> he needs to, this guy needs to go. <laughs> yeah, that really made me laugh. And then Seth Rogen says to him, is David Spade really like that? And he's just like, yeah. oh, like what? And then Seth Rogen's like, like nah, just, nice nah just like he is. <laughs> yeah, that was good. This is Lochran's episode. This this is so funny. So he he really wants a pizza. That's his initial thing to separate him from the group. He meets this girl. She gives him some rice cakes, and he's like saying how he hates being like the butt of the joke from Sandler. And then he joins the college <laughs> and starts just going mad. So he's like 
constantly on the phone to Adam Sandler saying like, oh, I love this woman. I'm, I'm staying here. And then uh, he's like, ah, well, I'll get you a top later. It'll be size extra goofy. And as soon as he hangs up, he's like, ah, he drives me cranuts. <laughs> yeah, he really hates him. He hates him. And then he goes mad, doesn't he, on the campus and he's like just throwing people in fountains and shit. Yeah, he pushes this bald professor into a fountain. He's like, hey, you're going to get your hair wet. <laughs> he keeps pushing him back in. Adam Sandler calls him later on and then he's like, well, I've got TiVo. Uh, we've got this basketball game on like a covert round. Uh, we're going to buy some pizza. And then he's like, oh, oh uh, I've got to go. <laughs> he just yeah. goes back to his voice. <laughs> he mentions, um, yeah, TiVo, Sony, basketball and pizza. Like that is everything Adam Sandler loves in That's life. So isn't it? Sandler. In one sentence. Oh. There's also a running storyline that Adam Sanders slept with the girl who's got a, a boyfriend. Which I found a bit gross because he's like 40 and she's she looks so young. And I was like... Ugh. Yeah, I guess she does look young, but... And she tells everyone like a different film and a different food that they ate. And then he, she reveals to her boyfriend that she slept with him and he's buzzing. <laughs> yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> and then she says he has a huge dick and that's how the episode ends. <laughs> Um, I thought the dad was good in this as well, you know. Out of the main yeah, cast, he was like, I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah, because I'm not a huge Jay Baruchel fan. I thought he was fine here um, and in this at the end. But I remember, do you remember that film Goon? Nah, I didn't watch Goon. Oh, I hate that fucking film. And he was so bad in it. And I was like, oh, it always soured me on him. Do you but, know what it is? Yeah. I always thought he was putting on the voice for How I Trained Your Dragon. Great film, by the way. Um, real voice in it. Yeah, and it is just his voice. He always just kind of speaks like that. Yeah, oh god. I put a note saying that basically the dad watches these home videos that are kind of like jackass, like pranks and stuff. I put this guy would love TikTok. Yeah, I thought that that kind of storyline was quite sweet as well. Like he's really lonely and depressed, and then yeah. the kind of mates of his kid all want to hang out with him. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, they're all saying he's a then, cool dad. Yeah, they, they all like hang the out. With him. Did. Yeah, they all hang out with him at the end when he's kind of on his own because the guy's like, your dad's really lonely. He needs like some help, and it was seem like quite a good storyline so yeah have you got anything else you want to say about this one no i just think that it's funny like that's like university age i guess isn't it and these kids i don't i think they're not supposed to be like nerds or whatever but like they're not like drinking and stuff are they and it looks really like dead and boring and stuff back to <laughs> yeah when you were playing i don't know strip poker in in my flat <laughs> not poker <laughs> whatever it was I don't know. we were actually strip poker i think we we're playing like strip 21 questions some bullshit. <laughs> strip wee bowling i think we were playing um <laughs> no we were playing that game where you do 21 and every time you get to like a certain number you have to do something different and i think it was like oh 18 is take off an item of clothing i got a horrible yeah. picture of you and jack where you left your t-shirts on but took your trousers off and your pants <laughs> we're just sitting all the <laughs> other people be like oh, i'm gonna take a shoe off oh, i'm gonna take a sock off you two sat there in your in like naked apart from a t-shirt <laughs> I think British unis are just like, they always say like American like frat parties and so I think British unis are just dirty compared to American ones. Like we drink way more than mm. than American ones could ever even imagine. Uh, Aren't we cool? I think, <laughs> yeah, we're so rad. We need an after school special to yeah. set us on the right path. <laughs> Where a kid dies from playing strip 21. He died last night. He played strip. <laughs> He got his balls stuck red. in a chair during a game of Strip 21. <laughs> he died. <laughs> oh, no God. more games for him. I um, also love that little backstory bit because it just sounds from the sound of it that it was just me, you and Jack playing Strip <laughs> <laughs> So if you count to one, you have to take off some clothes. 
<laughs> I mean, it definitely was just boys in that room. I don't remember Baby Emma else was there. Doing that. <laughs> Your current wife. Yeah, the poor girl. That's so funny. So are you going to tell Adam Sandler that all his films are shit and go in the pit, or are you going to uh, play a little song to him and go in the castle? Play a song and go in the castle, definitely. Oh, I yeah. think, yeah, as I say, I think this was my favourite one, and it feels like a good show, and it's exactly what I would want from Adam Sandler appearing as himself in something. Funny people could have been more like this, I think. That's obviously where mm. maybe the same writer and director and stuff, maybe they kind of had the idea while they were doing that, but I definitely just preferred this. And him coming into an existing show a few episodes in and doing this is just so so random to put the spotlight on Jonathan Lofren. It just somehow it works, works so well. really well. Yeah, I really like this one and would <laughs> definitely watch more of it. Uh, yeah, same. I, I actually kind of want to watch the full series now as well. Uh, it was very funny and I think funnier for us because these are kind of jokes we've been making about this group of people for over a year. And this mm-hmm. is the first time that all our kind of jokes that we make reference. And it's very unusual. And uh, yeah, I had a, a really good time with that one, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad we're watching it like now, you know, after knowing so much about all these guys and stuff. I think the payoff is really good for that. But yeah, yeah definitely. From one show that's quite grounded and almost, <laughs> almost normal, we're now going to King of Queens, the Kevin James-led sitcom. Tell us about this one. So King of Queens is one of those 2000s comedies that tries to be an 80s comedy. It's a sitcom about a, a guy and he's got a wife and his wife's got a dad who's Jerry Stiller and he's the highlight there's three storylines going on at once so like a, an A story a B story a C story the A story is well the A and B story there's a school reunion party Kevin James and his two lame friends they're going to a, a reunion party storyline A uh, Kevin James is kind of annoyed that all his friends from high school are now really mature and then Adam Sandler is the biggest lunatic ever and he even he's matured storyline B Pan Oswalt and some other dude they're both trying to pull at this party but then Pat Oswalt pulls a lesbian who thinks he's a woman or something and then the the other guy pulls a a guy and then the C storyline is there's a Kevin James's wife is having a movie night with her dad what do you think of King of Queens this is the sort of show again that I was dreading watching you know I I, I hate a laugh track that's like really over the top even just the way these shows are framed because you know that the cameras are all on one side of the room I don't know I just don't like these kind of sitcoms they're not what I, I watched anymore if i was watching this at the time again said it about loads of these i probably would have liked it a bit more but also probably because i would be like 11 um (laughs) there was parts of it obviously all of the happy madison guys have cameos in it i found that kind of funny you know alan covert popping up peter dante as well adam sandler's role in it I didn't mind, but also at the same time, they sh- could have made some effort to make him just not be just Adam Sandler. He he walked in like wearing the clothes you see him wearing everything. Like if he's going to be yeah. this guy who's become a nerd, why was he not wearing like a suit or something? At least be a bit of a character rather than just himself. There's nothing in this that's not like that's just Adam yeah. Sandler. He should have rocked up looking like a kind of nerdy, kind of wearing like a, a cardigan, wearing some glasses and stuff, looking older. Mm-hmm. And then as it's going along, you see him kind of, going back to his old ways and becoming a maniac he should have then started being like this punk guy from early 80s or whatever that his men have been Mm -hmm. rolling up his sleeves and stuff like the school of rock hell yeah like if he'd have appeared like at the end with like all like spiked up hair and like eyeliner (laughs) or something i don't know that'd have been more funny yeah if it went on some gradual journey definitely that's definitely a good shout i didn't really like much of the supporting cast Uh, gary valentine was one of them wasn't he 
his brother. Oh, is um, that who the other guy was? The one who looked exactly like Kevin James, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> he didn't really do anything. He just said he wanted to go to IHOP and he was just like eating food and stuff. One thing I find mad is that this was like, was this series nine of this show or something, this episode? Was it? it was really far in. And there are so many fat jokes at Kevin James's expense. And American shows have like, what, 23 episodes per season. If we yeah. do the math, the maths, uh, we're not American. Would that be like 210 episodes of just constant fat jokes at that man's expense? I it's guess because boring. He doesn't even look bad. <laughs> They're all no. like, like, oh, I see that you only grew horizontally, not vertically. It's like, why would anyone say that to another human being? Yeah, it's mad. Like maybe one joke per episode might have been maybe okay. You know, yeah. if it opened with him getting dressed for his reunion and trying on some old trousers from school or something that would be okay but like just for people to yeah. go up to him and be like hey jelly jugs how's it going it's it's just like that constantly so it dead. should have been the opening of this episode should have been his wife comes in and he's like hey honey i'm gonna wear my old prom suit from 20 years ago and he comes in and it's really tight and it's barely buttoned he's like look it still fits yeah and then she's like oh kevin <laughs> that would be fine wouldn't it kevin james as usual is he's kind of i think we're still just so biased because of his youtube but like no i've I still don't mind him. I think he is likable enough. And the character is not great. I think in this is quite amiable, quite fine. I yeah, think. he's another everyman, um, isn't he? A typical sitcom dad, I guess. Yeah, he's... It just wears thin. Like, this guy's one of his free TV shows. He's did this Kevin Can Wait and some other one. What is it, like, The Crew, the racing one? Mm. He's just constantly being given TV shows, and I feel like he's just the same man in all of these. Yeah, never I, I really do like him. I character. Do, yeah, he's never a character. I, I like him, but he is just the same guy, and it's like he's put hours and hours and hours of content out there where he's just being this same guy that he plays in Grown Ups and Paul Blart and Zookeeper. And apart from his youtube channel which was good but he can do it that's the thing that's annoying is that you yeah know he can do it and this is just proper like stale <laughs> it's good it serves a purpose yeah. doesn't it but it's not my kind of thing yeah me neither Patton oswalt is rubbish in this as well and that whole storyline super fucking homophobic and dated like so like there's a character he's getting on with this woman and then it turns out oh she was a lesbian at school so why does she fancy him maybe she she thinks he's a woman because he's dyed his hair and then they kind of both want to sleep with someone at the house so the other guy tries to pull a guy and then they drive him back in the back of the car and then the gay guy and the lesbian uh, are getting off with each other and i was like this it fucking sucks yeah it is weird it's the sort of thing where if it was like one throwaway joke it wouldn't be so bad but like as a constant a whole storyline that makes up a lot of this episode it is a bit jarring and i think i said to you didn't I, that this is around the same time as chuck and larry and you can really tell yeah definitely that's, yeah the whole plot is basically like kevin james wants to bully some nerds <laughs> so, yeah. i want to ask you what do you think of pat and oswald um i love ratatouille and i like um, the episodes I've seen of Modoc. I think I like him as a voice actor. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've ever liked him in anything else, though. I watched this. these YouTubers. Have you ever heard of Red Letter Media? Only from you, I think. They're really good. They review films that have just come out, and then they do this series where they get, like, really, really bad B movies from the past. And he was, like, a huge fan, so he came on an episode doing it. And, like, I, it's nice that, like, he's a kind of nerdy guy who's who likes these kind of smaller things, and he appeared on this YouTube series but he wasn't funny on that and I don't think I've ever liked him in anything except as a voice actor what about you? Yeah I've been kind of the same I think I don't mind him but like again he's one of those people that makes the fact that he's a nerd into everything about him which yeah. can be a bit exhausting sometimes I, I need to phrase this right I feel like he's one of those people on like Twitter now I might be wrong 
But isn't he one who's like, oh, yeah, like, let's cancel this person, this person. So the stuff he's doing in this episode is fucking horrible and like date, really dated. Mm -hmm. But I bet he wouldn't ever address that by himself. If you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe not. This is just one episode in many as well, like in nine seasons and stuff. Like, you can imagine there's probably more of it. I don't get why the main characters of this show, if those two are main characters in all the episodes, they're exactly the same as Kevin James. Yeah. yeah. So it's like three (laughs) Kevin James. So, yeah, it's King of Queens, but. It's more like the kings of queens because they're all the same man. <laughs> no, yeah, you're definitely not wrong. Especially the one that sees brother because he looks exactly like him too. Yeah, I don't get that. I, I don't know if more episodes would have given us more context in it. But also the third storyline feels so inconsequential as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's my problem with these kind of sitcoms that have more than two storylines going on. It just kind of gets a bit mired down. I love Jerry Stiller though. And I adore, he's the best part of Seinfeld. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think he only died a few years ago and he's really really one of the funniest guys ever he's not really given anything to do he's fine isn't he yeah he does what he can with the like limited amount he makes a joke that he's gonna have a wank and uh, he does do one thing they're watching an old Abbott and Costello film and there's a gorilla appears on screen he's like oh don't worry there's a man in a gorilla suit <laughs> he's like explaining obvious bullshit in a film that was alright yeah. Again, though, I think one of the only times I actually found this funny was when, quite similar to Larry Sanders, I suppose, is that there's like a final joke that's quite a good payoff is that the woman serving him in the video shop, he got her fired at a previous job and then he gets yeah. her fired again at the end of this. Like, yeah, it's, that's... it's kind of obvious, but it's quite well done. Him just being that old guy that just ignores anything else apart from himself is quite funny. I wonder if that's an ongoing, like, plot thread that that woman appears multiple jobs and he just keeps getting her fired or something i don't know did you find that the storyline was very 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 similar to something that we've watched before oh the do this yes this film had the exact same plot as the do-over in nearly every way school reunion guy meets up with the cool guy from school it turns out he's a fucking insane and he's and he even says about wanting to skip countries yeah yeah you're right it is pretty much the exact same as that maybe that's why i didn't like it um <laughs> they're like egg in a car aren't they i've got a note saying they're wearing huge leather jackets <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing massive leather jackets and they're proper pelt in this car i thought he was going to smash the window at one point there was quite a funny bit where he's like getting closer and closer to the car like properly throwing them mm. his rage is good but like this feels he's... like what i wouldn't want adam Sandler to be doing in a sitcom you know compared yeah. to the last one like this is so shit compared to that it's played so seriously as well like it's so weird like they don't play it as a joke that he's crazy they play it like kevin james is in trouble <laughs> yeah he might actually <laughs> kevin james might genuinely die <laughs> or get arrested for breaking into a convenience store yeah there's one bit where the camera like, lingers on his face after the trash can's been thrown through the window and kevin james has got this like look of horror that you'd see in, like a 1910 silent film <laughs> and it's... you see a glint of his acting coming through yeah. this guy can act one quote that I've written down is when Adam Sandler says, no, you drive. I'll club some mailboxes on the way. <laughs> He's lean out of the yeah. car with a baseball bat. That was kind of funny. I think that storyline was definitely the best, though, out of the three that were going on. I hate it. It just could have been done better, but... couldn't it? Yeah, just get rid of that second storyline. Bulk up the Adam Sandler one. Make him like a nerdier kind of guy at the start and make him slowly go mad and have that be more funny and exaggerated and then also have more for Jerry Stiller to do get rid of Pat Oswalt and uh, Gary Valentine or whatever and their bullshit homophobic storyline you've yeah. almost got an alright episode of a TV show the thing is you could have those two characters easily at a reunion trying to 
pick up girls and make out that they've turned cool or something like i know that's cliche or whatever but it's better than punching down for a very unfunny yeah whole subplot and getting their gay character to be played by uh peter dante who's like a, a fucker in real life as well <laughs> yeah yeah whatever so is this well i can't even bother to do it anymore is this pit or castle for you well i think it's quite obvious that it's going in the pit obviously <laughs> it's not giving yeah. me much hope for the show kevin can wait if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to in the next in the follow-up to this episode <laughs> Yeah, it felt quite cheap. A lot of the gags felt like they'd been done a hundred times, probably in some of the shows we've watched previously. Like some, it didn't feel like TV's come a long way from the Cosby show when we were watching that one back, to be honest, did it? Yeah, it felt like there was a clear upswing for a while of, wow, TV's getting so much better. And then this is regressing back to old sitcom tropes and it sucks not to go back too much to ones we've watched before but like how did dog police not get made into at least a film or like a mini series and how did undeclared i think that got cancelled after one season how is those things happening when king of queens has nine seasons of kevin james yeah. being called fat and like three of the exact same character is insane it's mass audiences just want kind of reliable predictable stories i guess in mm-hmm. a comedy and i'm glad that is seemingly dying at the moment i don't see many of these kind of sitcoms anymore i think Uh, young sheldon's in its fourth season but young sheldon that's a single camera no laugh track it's completely different to big bang which is the last breath of (laughs) laugh track comedy yeah true Mrs. Brown's Boys is still a thing, though, isn't it? Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, for for all our American listeners who've never watched it, never, never watch it. I hate that show. It's not very good. Worst thing. (laughs) It's not good at all. But yeah, it's got to be in the the pit. This feels like, I don't know, just something I would just never watch, basically. How about you? Yeah, same for me. Pit, not very good. Very dated comedy, punching down bullshit that we've seen a lot before um adam sandler's bit isn't that bad but it could have been more exaggerated and more funny and jerry stiller uh, in this episode at least i don't know i can't speak for the rest of the show was underutilized because he mm. was genuinely one of the funniest men who ever lived you can see glimmers of that though i reckon i mean it's, it is worth us saying that if this is like the ninth season or whatever i keep saying that i don't know if it definitely is but it feels like there's probably a chance that maybe the first two seasons of this might have had a few episodes worth watching but by this point oh yeah this has got to have had its day yeah we, i want to say that we're not reviewing all the show we're just no. reviewing this one episode out of context if you're a big king of queens fan good for you if you like any of these things except for the abc after school special that's fucking shit. Because I saw a, a comment on the Marshall Chronicles saying, oh, this is ahead of its time. And I was like, it definitely isn't. But fair enough. I'm sure all these things have. And nostalgia clouds everyone's opinions on everything. Like, I love Barnyard. So that's... <laughs> people's brains are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Nostalgia does ruin things. I'm really nostalgic about the film Seven Samurai, which lots of people don't like, but... <laughs> 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 famously hated i'm really nostalgic <laughs> about the godfather <laughs> no, i don't like those ones um <laughs> it is interesting i guess the thing is it depends what else you've watched as well like they might not have seen ferris Bueller speak into the cameras they might have been like oh my god this guy was breaking the fourth wall before deadpool did it in 2016 something yeah, like that yeah. you never know i say yeah. even though bugs bunny was doing it in 1940 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and bruce Whatever. forsyth used to speak to the camera all the time <laughs> 
<laughs> what does he say? I want to say no likey, no lighting, but that's Guinness <laughs> on tape, yeah. He used to say nice to see you to see you nice. That was it. But yeah, so that's the end of our journey into the small screen Sandlerverse. Oh, yeah. I had a, a good time with this. I enjoyed this one. I think this has given us a rush of new life after some fairly disappointing films in the last couple of weeks. Me too. Like, I've not written this many notes in a long time. I felt like I had a lot of fun watching it. Jumping from like, something so boring like the Marshall Chronicles and the after school special to dog police to like a grounded TV set comedy drama to back to shit sitcom. It was, yeah, it was a really funny journey. I think it is interesting. It's kind of made me wish we did our podcast chronologically, but imagine how horrible that would have been getting to like the Netflix stages and just having to watch like wrong Missy followed by father of the year and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this was a, uh, it was definitely a good one. I'm looking forward to doing part two in like, I don't even know when. A couple of months time, a maybe. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a Sandler scale? Yes, let's go on to that. So how did you do this week on your Sandler scale? I got a full house, baby. Ticked no off, way. Yeah, ticked off all nine of well mine. Done. I got my bingo in 10 minutes into remote control, which overall in the order we were watching was about 22 minutes into the whole thing, I guess. If you have Jesus together. Christ. So my bingo was... Um, gibberish the opening theme song of the Cosby show plays and it's literally someone going like (laughs) scatting I think it is Uh, actor that shouldn't be here tick that for Bill Cosby cross eyes I got uh, his appearance when he first appears on remote control you know when he comes in tells that joke and then goes and crosses his eyes Mm. into the camera so yeah early bingo there I had sports cap which was him constantly wearing hats in the first four shows that we watched but he was wearing a New York Yankees hat on the Cosby show. I had Sandler Sings, opening of Larry Sanders. He was singing there. Fat joke uh, on Undeclared. Seth Rogen's dad is a fat moron, apparently. So there you go. Uh, good at sports. I didn't ticket for the Cosby show, but I did ticket for Dog Police because it says that they can run 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I then had nice property. I take that for in the Marshall Chronicles. They live in this huge New York apartment. I think it's. I think they say that they live in like. I think they say Brooklyn or somewhere like that. If you think about property prices and stuff, that is a nice property. Uh, mm. Dream sequence. The Marshall Chronicles opens with him like failing an exam, and then he wakes up, and it was a nightmare. So yeah, there you go. All nine. Wow. A lot of his tropes are in these. Um, how did you do? Um, yeah, I did well. Uh, I got a line at the start of the after school special. So about four. Episodes episodes in mm-hmm. uh, i only missed two off mine my line was a uh, product placement i got in loads of them during whatever the fuck that game show was remote control remote control so many ray-bans uh, guitars fenders cars moon boots you know moon boots horrible jackets terrible stuff i got outdated reference that was straight away in the cosby show talking about a limousine and saying how good it is because it has a vhs player and then a court case i got at the start of the after school special yeah uh, where all the outraged parents are moaning to maximum off it's always sunny in philadelphia about what we're gonna do about this drug crisis with our kids the rest of the ones i got i got bald joke uh, with the bald teacher that Jonathan Lochran or Lochran or Lohran, whatever, is bullying on campus yeah. and pushes him into a fountain saying, hey, you're going to get your hair wet. <laughs> I got uh, shouting sand look. The earliest I noticed was in uh, remote control where every time someone gets an answer right, it goes, bingo! Yep. <laughs> I think. I couldn't really hear it properly. Tragic backstory. There's a lot of tragic characters here. And most, especially all the criminal ones. Uh, him in Dog Police is kind of tragic. Like he's gone into this life 
crime. The drug pusher Sandler, very tragic. Yeah. There's quite a few good acting I got from the actors in the Larry Sanders show. All of those three main guys are really good. And Jonathan Lockran in Undeclared is <laughs> yeah. good acting. That's it. <laughs> it was quite good. And all the dog police, they were great. Oh, yeah, I they were very was engaged. <laughs> Ones I didn't get, I didn't get big shorts because this week everyone had exclusively tiny, tiny shorts. <laughs> So young Sandler's wearing these tiny, tiny shorts in his first appearance. The rest of the time he's wearing leather and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and shirtless Sandler, not one point do we see his body in any of these. Um, well, there you go. Nice and quick Sandler scale. Um, it was very, very tropey. I think quite a lot of that stuff, you can see where he picked up a lot of these, these jokes and whatever. Yeah, no surprise we did pretty bloody well. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. So are you ready for a little Sandler game? I am, yeah. Okay. So this week, as I was watching the ABC After School special, I was so bored. So I went on Wikipedia, and then as I was scrolling through the episodes, I found out not only has this show gone on forever, there's about a million episodes. Every episode has a fucking insane name and insane plot synopsis. So I've come up with a game called ABC After School Delight or a Sandler Pit Fright. Oh. I'm going to read out a title a year and a plot synopsis of an episode of an after-school special. You need to tell me if it's a real thing that aired or if it's something that I just came up with uh, about 10 minutes before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this sounds good. I like this. Okay, so the first one. Give the dog a bone from 1983. Gary is a model student until his life gets turned upside down after joining a local gang. Luckily for Gary, the dog police are there to set him on the right path and stop him barking up the wrong tree. Now, is that a real ABC After School special? Or is that uh, something I made up? So the ones that are real, are you keeping the synopsis word for word what it actually is? Or are you Yes. Your <laughs> okay, well then that's a sandal one for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I invented that. That's, that's the only one that's a clue. The rest of these I've tried to keep as f- fucking close to how they actually are. Schoolboy Father, 1980. When high school student Charles Elderbury discovers that his summer girlfriend has given birth to his child, he decides to fight for custody. Is that real or is that something I made up? There's no way you could come up with a name as good as Charles Elderbury. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be real. Pregnancy yeah, that, is no joke. That is real. That's one of the episodes with Rob Lowe. He's in loads of these for some <laughs> reason. He plays Charles Elderbury. The next one. Psst! Hammerman's after you from 1974. <laughs> a sixth grader has a run-in with the class bully who then wants to meet him after school. The Hammer Man? Why is it called The Hammer Man? I don't know. Um, is it hammer crime that always happens in Sheffield? Yeah, we have a <laughs> hammer spe- head trauma specialist in the, the hospital in Sheffield because everyone has fights for hammers up here. It's a, it's a, this is a real one. It is a real one, yeah. You chose it because the hammer thing. You tried to throw me off yes. the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the next one. Uh, Hewitt's just... <laughs> Hewitt's just different, 1977. A mentally challenged 16-year-old attempts to make friends with his neighbourhood peers. You made that one up. That's a real episode that had... Is it real? Hewitt's, Hewitt's just different. Hewitt's just different. That's horrible, isn't it? So bad. Okay, the next one. Ganger ain't my manager. <laughs> Are all hopes lost for Trevor, Scott Bakula, a model employee, when he takes up recreational marijuana? Ganja took my boss. What was it? Ganja ain't my manager. That's fantastic. That's real, I reckon. No, that made that (laughs) up. 
You've got a career ahead of you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one. Um, It must be love because I feel so dumb. 1975. A 13-year-old boy has a crush on a cheerleader at his school and dreams up creative ways to try to impress her. What are they supposed to learn from that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think that's real as well. That's real, yeah. Billy's not sad. He's just got two dads. 1985. Everyone thinks that young Billy is upset when he's quiet around his friends on Mother's Day. However, Billy isn't really upset. He's just hiding a secret. He doesn't have a mother. He has two dads instead. You made that one up, I reckon. That is a made-up one. Uh, <laughs> submitted by Andy Oates, friend of the podcast. <laughs> I was talking about this with for some reason. Perfect. Okay, the next one. American Virgin, Why Wait for Marriage, 1982. Teenagers in a school in Columbia debate whether we should wait until marriage before doing it. Real, I reckon. Fake, I made that up. Oh. <laughs> Today's so gay. <laughs> so I've actually put loads on This is here. good. Yeah, this is good. These All of these could be convinced apart from the two dads one because the description was so long. <laughs> no, all right, okay. Getting even, a wimp's revenge. Tired of being bullied at school, a boy starts drawing a master scientist. He begins to imagine what it would be like as the scientist standing up to the bullies at school. Real. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Mom and dad can't hear me, 1978. Teenager Charlie Meredith is used to acting as the ears of her deaf parents, but she's ashamed when she introduces her peers to them because of their reactions. The elder Merediths come off as being out of touch. Fake. Real. With Rosanna Arquette. One of the Arquettes is in that one. Oh, wow. Me and Dad's new wife, 1976. 12-year-old Nina Beckwith deals with her new stepmother. Real. Real, yeah. Kind of a boring one, to be honest. The next one. Oh no, my legs don't work. 1977. After a devastating car crash, Lisa Monaghan loses the ability to move any part of her body from the waist down. I swear I've seen that. Taking a stand. <laughs> uh, what Luke is alluding to is that I, when I was in sixth form, I, I starred in a, a fake trailer that my friend Jack made, and he was a wheelchair basketball player. So he had me playing a wheelchair basketball player, a man who's not in a wheelchair. And I didn't even know how to push myself around. It was very embarrassing. Mad hypocritical that you always take the piss out of Rob Schneider for playing things that he <laughs> you Don't put that on. Don't put that on me, man. <laughs> uh... Is that real or fake? Oh no, my legs don't work. Real. It's fake, but uh, there is about five episodes that have this exact plot. I just made a really <laughs> terrible title for it. The next, next episode is Please Don't Hit Me, Mom, 1983. Teenager Nancy Park stumbles upon a case of child abuse. It turns out her new boyfriend's younger brother is regularly beaten and emotionally abused by their overworked mum. God, mom, even. Uh, real? Yeah, that's a real this is one. It's getting sinister, this game. Like, playing a game with these terrible, serious topics. And you're sitting here giggling your head off. Oh, I'm not doing that at all. Anyway, the next one is Jimmy in the Ku Klux Caper, 1979. Jimmy is a well-liked and popular boy at school with a loving family. Uh, and his best friend at school is an African-American. But Jimmy's life is turned upside down with his discovery of KKK gowns in his father's wardrobe. Jesus. Fake, please. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> I'm trying to make the worst, fucking darkest story I could think of. I would be shocked one... if something like that did happen, but like that'd have to be. I don't that'd know. be a, not a very good one calling it the Ku Klux Caper. That'd oh, be yeah, even bad yeah. for ABC. The last one, just a regular kid, an AIDS story. 
1987. Teenager Kevin Cassio discovers he's been infected by AIDS from a blood transfusion. Real? Real, yeah. Well done. Fucking AIDS story. So bad. Yeah, that sounds like the title of like a weird musical parody of something, doesn't it? (laughs) There is a million episodes of this and they all have titles exactly like that. It's crazy. I gave up, I think, around the mid-80s and this carried on until the 90s. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah, There's so many. Some of them, you can understand what message they're trying to do, but like, what what was the one you said about a guy like impressing a a cheerleader? Was that one real or fake? Real. What's that supposed to be? It's not teaching anyone <laughs> anything. And... That was a good game, though. That was up there with the Hotel Transylvania series names. Do you remember some of those? <laughs> oh, my God. That was originally what I was going to do. I was going to go through and make up episodes of that. But then <laughs> after finding these after-school specials, I thought, oh, I'll try and do that. That was excellent. Very good stuff. Nice one. So what are we going to be doing next week? I think we're watching Mixed Nuts next week. Is it Mixed Nuts or are we, are we going back to the hat? No, the hat was brought in for one week and it gave us barnyards. Now the hat's been set on fire. Oh, no, no, no. There's so many good ones in there. Fuck the <laughs> hat. Fuck that. You can't fuck our new, our new hat. <laughs> so our next episode is one that will go out on the 15th of December, which I think right. means it has to be either Mixed Nuts or like a warm-up Christmas special. So I think Let's mixed do Mixed Nuts. Steve Martin comedy, I think. Yes. I think it was like the Nora Ephron one, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, a bit of a, was it a bit of a flop? I think so. I've, I've never heard of it until we started doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we recently suggested this as well from Sean Wells from the I Used to Like This One podcast, mm. suggested it to us. There wasn't really a hint in his email whether he liked the film or not. He was just kind of bringing it to our attention. So we're going in unbiased. We haven't been told whether people like this film or not. Yeah, because last year we did Eight Crazy Nights around this time which was a very good watch this this year i don't know it looks okay uh gary shandling's in it that we were just talking about and apparently this is a uh, leave schreiber schreiber schreiber's first film role oh nice always think of him as saber tooth back to back kind of looking forward to this one i think it i like christmas films for the most part there can be bad ones but if they leave you feeling a little bit warm you can kind of forgive it better leave me feeling warm and not not horribly horribly cold because this episode's been a a good one to like actually watch and talk Mm -hmm. about that stuff so hopefully next week isn't a big sack of shit (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's like you're next to a warm roaring fire in december rather than being in a cold snowstorm in sheffield Oh my god! Yeah, the time of recording for some reason. There's what's this storm called? Arwen? Something, something like Lord of the Rings bullshit. Yeah. There's some fucking storm going over the UK, and for some reason, Sheffield is covered in snow, and nowhere else. Like even our neighbouring Chesterfield and Rotherham, both of them. I've been messaged by people today. Don't have snow. Manchester, no snow. It's, Weird, isn't it? It's just hit here, and it's fucking freezing and i'm doing the recording in like a dressing gown a hat a jumper i've got giant like a little mother out of coronation street (laughs) my big big slippers he's wearing a blanket on he's got huge shorts (laughs) oh what do we say so thank you to joe tyrone for doing all the music for this podcast this week he's doing an exclusive cover of dog police He's definitely not going to do it. But no, hopefully. he's not going to do that. He's got a new he's music just... video out, which yours truly filmed, and it looks yeah. like oh, it's up there with the cinematography of the Marshall Chronicles. <laughs> I watched it today. It's a great music video. I like seeing him black and white walking through some field in Saffron Weldon. 
<laughs> part of that is Epping Forest as well. We we used multiple uh-huh. locations. We had a bloody good time with it. Yeah. If yeah, you like seeing good. young boys with glasses looking sad, don't watch Marshall Chronicles. Watch Joe Torrens' music video. <laughs> yeah, it's a great track. It's a highlight of my summer, and uh, yeah, it's good to see. Good to see it as a, a um, music video. Yeah. Thank you to Luke Thomas for your lovely artwork. Spoiled for choice of this one. Fuck me. What do I draw? Uh, obviously, dog the dog police. police. <laughs> Adam Sandler playing the Game Boy wrong. <laughs> it could be the cover. <laughs> His hands it's like a calculator. Across. It's like when your mum uses a phone with just her index finger. <laughs> oh, God. And thank you to Luke Terry for editing these together. This has been a bit of a weirder one. We've strayed from our format. But yeah. At least the um, format's gone back to doing Adam Sandler stuff, though. That makes oh, yeah. me happy, you know way i can't explain <laughs> we need to get back to barnyard definitely we need monster house the monster house episode that we all our fans are waiting for <laughs> the only monster house i ever go to is the hotel transylvania <laughs> so come back next week when we're going to be watching mixed nuts and until then it's been a very happy sandler buy from me and a very happy sandler buy from him <laughs> sandler is a god what was that sound like jack nicholson that was a line from undeclared Sandler is a god. Is that you trying to do Seth Rogen? I don't know. Sandler's a god.